0: back everybody it's time once again for another episode of living hope a weekly journey designed to provide hope inspiration and education for those living with pancreatic cancer sharing the real life stories of those really affected by this deadly disease and how they deal with it on a daily basis with your host the host has been dealt with it for a little while here pretty well 20 years and counting roberta luna morning, Paul. How are you? <laughs> I'm excited because for a long time, I know that when you get the diagnosis, I can imagine you, your head is spinning and you think, I'll try anything. I'll try experimental drugs. I'll try standing on my head and with one leg. I'll do anything if it might help. And there are a lot of alternative theories out there, some of which probably are kind of crazy, some of which actually bring people relief and comfort here. You're gonna talk about one of those today.
1: Yes, we are, because like you said, it's something important to give these resources out, and I've tried some of these things, so I wanna be able to share that, and I'm very excited to have Jennifer Garipi with us, joining us today. She has many years of healing touch and Reiki, and she's an experienced Reiki master, which she's gonna tell us what what all this is and how, the difference is between the healing touch that she does as well as that.
0: And again, you're saying we always you make sure there's a disclaimer. You know, we're not endorsing or is coming out with anything here. Simply a presentation of ideas that people might want to select from. And you and you're going to talk today. You actually went and tried this too. Yes,
1: yeah, she was kind enough to give me a session to see how it, how I what I thought before we came. So I'm very thankful for that. And actually, I'm very uh, I want to really give this out because I was really impressed with what I went through. So Jennifer, thank you for coming today. And can you? Tell us and explain to us exactly what what it is and the difference between the two?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So if you go to the National Cancer Institute website, you'll see that it talks about energy, healing, energy therapy. And it says that it's a form of complementary medicine. It's based on a belief that there is a vital energy that flows through the human body. And... I like to tell people that it's a good metaphor is like when you're in traffic, right? When you're on the freeway and sometimes the traffic is moving great and you're having a good day, you're not late. And other times there's a traffic jam and you're cursing. Well, that traffic jam is the same thing that can happen with your energy flow in your body. It can get congested. And when it gets congested, it can't flow to the rest of the body in an equal manner and you suffer then in those other parts of the body and so what energy healing does is it helps to clear any congested areas of energy in your body and then it helps to balance your energy throughout the body and then also really importantly it helps to strengthen that energy flow so that you have the best possible energetic system to help your body self heal And as far as a difference between Reiki and healing touch, I think they're like different ways of looking at the energetic system in the body. And nobody knows a hundred percent, you know, why everything works in the world, right? Nobody, like we don't even know why medicine works, right? And so with Reiki, it's based um, more on the Indian system of the chakras and also the meridians. And with healing touch, it's similar, but it's just like, you know, that old thing, that old metaphor, like when you, your eyes are closed and you're touching an elephant and somebody touches the ear of the elephant and somebody touches the leg of the elephant. And they have totally different experiences, but it's still the elephant. So I just view it as really different ways of approaching the energetic system in the body.
1: Can you explain a little bit for those of us that don't know, like, what, what do you mean by chakra and the...
2: Oh yeah, of course, of course. So a chakra is, um, it actually means like wheel of light in Sanskrit. And we have a chakra at every joint in our body. And we also have uh, seven major chakras. One is at the root. One is at the sacral area. One is at the solar plexus. And the solar plexus area is actually a very good area to work on for cancer in the immune system. And then you have your heart chakra, your throat chakra, your brow and your crown. And what these chakras do is they spin and they are taking the energy from God, if you believe in God, or the universal energy field, and they're taking that energy and transmuting it into the body. And so that's where we get that energeticness <laughs> from, if you will. And each chakra corresponds to a different part of the body, a different organs, and also different parts of our being. So for example, your sacral chakra is focused on your emotional state, and your solar plexus is focused on your mental state. So they all have different properties, if you will. But the basic idea is that you want them spinning at a, great, at a higher frequency.
1: And the touch or what you do that causes that to happen?
2: Exactly. So when you're a healing practitioner, you are able to dial up, so to speak, your energetic system so that you're at a higher frequency. We're all these energetic beings. And quantum physics says, hey, you know, we're all made of energy. And so... When you are a practitioner and you're vibrating, so to speak, which sounds, I know, kind of weird, but you're raising your frequency if you think of it like that, like a sound frequency, right? That's probably easier to understand. It doesn't sound so bizarre. When you raise your frequency, then there's a concept in physics also called entrainment. And entrainment means that somebody else near you is going to sync up to your frequency. And so if my frequency is higher than your frequency by being in the session, your frequency level is going to rise to my level, and that is what is going to help um, balance, clear, and strengthen your energetic system.
1: And why did you choose this path? What got you into doing this?
2: Yeah, well, you know, I had never heard of these things. Um, I had a very traditional upbringing, and what happened was that I was in a couple car accidents, and... I had this really horrible neck pain and it wouldn't go away with traditional therapy. And the therapy I had was great. It's not to knock traditional therapy. I believe that, again, that we all these things work together, right? I had chiropractic, I had massage, but it wasn't helping. I had physical therapy. So I started um, venturing a little bit more into more complementary medicine. And that's when finally that pain started to go away. And so that's what started to intrigue me about, ooh, there's something else out there.
1: Oh, very interesting. And then how did you train? How I mean, did you go to a school or how do you train to do this?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So I started off learning Reiki and there are plenty of places where you can learn how to do Reiki. Um, Obviously some places are better than others, but there's no school, like, you don't go to university, right? They Uh just don't have these schools. So you learn from a practitioner and you study under them. And after I learned Reiki, then I heard about Healing Touch and Healing Touch really fascinated me, so I started studying that. And Healing Touch has two divisions, if you will. One is um, Healing Touch for Animals that came out of the original, which was Healing Touch for People. And so, with Healing Touch um, for people, I studied both. And I started with animals. Mm -hmm. I love working with animals, have a huge heart for animals. And then I moved on and started studying um, additional techniques that work on people, but not on animals.
1: And, I mean, I'm just a little curious, um, the difference on how would, I mean, how do you do an animal versus a human?
2: Yeah. It's really interesting, and I, I can't explain why this is true, but the advantage to start studying with animals as a practitioner is that all the techniques for animals work on people but the people techniques don't work as well on the animals mm. and it has something to do with the with the frequency and with, the, with the, the energy field of an animal. So an animal has a very large energetic field because they um, don't have the same mental and emotional barriers that we do. So their energy field is huge. And so it's a different experience working on an animal um, energy system than it is working with a, with a, with a person.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I'd almost be wanting to let you try it on, on my my dog Miko. My tripod she's a tripod, so I might have to get you to do something with her and see what we can do. But so, how do I pre- how would I prepare um, prepare for a session, or what can I expect when I go in?
2: Yeah, so um, there's a couple ways you can have a session. One is you can be in person, and the other, which I think is totally fantastic, also is that you can have a remote session. So, I have clients that, for example, that I have never met, that are live in different areas, but it works the same because energy is energy, and just like the sun's energy reaches us here on Earth, millions of miles away, so can my energy connect with your energy in a different location. So what you would do is if, for example, if you had a session, you typically would lie on, if you're able to, again, all these things can be adjusted for people that have issues, But if you're able to, you lie on a massage table, you're fully clothed, you're made comfortable. If you are cold, blanket, there's something under your knees, you might be lying on your back, you might be lying on your stomach. And then to prepare for the session, uh, you typically, I advise people to drink a lot of water. Water is a great conductor of electricity. Mm. Our bodies are electrical beings, your neurons in your head Um, well everywhere your neurons they're they're firing electrical impulses your heart is electrical so the more um, water you have in your body the better conductor of that electricity that you are and I just tell people to wear loose clothing because you don't want to be lying there and be uncomfortable (laughs) (laughs) yes right (laughs) and that's pretty much it there's there's nothing really else that you need to do to prepare except have an open mind and um and relax and, and enjoy, just enjoy the experience. When people fall asleep, it's it works fine if you fall asleep. Yes, I did. <laughs> I think. You did. But um, So I'm a little curious then
1: because, you know, having been able to have the experience, which I appreciate you you gave that to me. But if you're doing it virtually, are you on Zoom or on the phone or how does that work if it's a virtual,
2: not in person? Yeah, that's a great question. I prefer to be able to see the individual or, or the animal that I'm working on. So I like to set up a, a video session like Zoom or whatever it might be. And then I see that person as I am, I just set up my table as normal and I work as if the person were on the table in front of me. But theoretically, I wouldn't have to to see you because I can just, it's all about thought and it's all about my connecting, with you and so I don't have to have you right in front of me I don't have to have that visual I just personally like it
1: yeah the personal touch I think is always better (laughs) and and can you do this then on yourself I mean can you do I mean and then how would you do that when you're doing it to yourself
2: yeah you can absolutely do it with yourself Um, I would say that when you work with a practitioner, you take it up a notch because, again, we have that theory of entrainment where that practitioner is going to have a higher vibration, but there is still a lot of benefit to doing it for yourself, and um, I'm always happy to teach people like some techniques that they can do at home on themselves. It's very therapeutic.
1: Yeah, one thing I, I did it is I noticed I did have some discomfort in the stomach area, some nausea, and okay, so you were touching my feet, and that eased that. But if I'm doing it for myself, like how would I, I mean, how does that work? Because I can't very well reach my feet and touch my feet, I don't think, unless there's a certain position I need to be in. But uh, just as yeah. an example, because, you know, yeah. I'm curious.
2: No, I'm happy to give you an example. So, so there's a chakra connection technique and if you are able to sit on the floor you can reach your feet and you would start at your feet and you would just hold your feet with your hands and then you would move your hands up and you touch your knees and you would touch your hips so that's mm-hmm. you would just move your hands throughout your body whatever you can reach and if you can't reach something that's okay you just with your imagination and with your thought you imagine that energy extending from your hand to that part of your body
1: Hmm. very interesting i really want to learn (laughs) more about this because i mean if i can do something where i don't have to take medication i'd much rather do that you know of course it's are there any i and i can't imagine it but are there any harmful side effects or anything harmful to doing either one of these
2: no absolutely not the only thing i've ever heard is that you have to be careful when a woman is, is pregnant and she's very close to giving birth because huh. there are ter- certain techniques that could stimulate contractions, which might be good if you're wanting to hurry up and have your baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, no, there's no harm that can be done. And I think that's so reassuring to know that no matter what you do with somebody or what you do to yourself, you cannot screw it up. Yeah, you, can't, you can't mess yourself up.
1: Yeah, and that's really something really good to know because I like, guess so many other medications that we do and take have so many other side effects that you wonder if it's really worth it sometimes. So exactly. To have something you can do exactly. that, like you say, other than if you're pregnant and want to... And, you know, there's a soup out there. They say that if you eat that soup before, then you'll have your delivery. <laughs> so maybe this would be even better. I don't know. <laughs> so I, I take it then you can use this for physical as well as emotional pain?
2: Yeah, oh, that's such a great question. Yes, you can. You can use it for... It works on... Uh, four different levels. So it works on your physical level, it works on an emotional level, works on a mental level, and it works on a spiritual level. So it's certainly also something that you could do to deepen your spiritual practice. Mm. It's something that you can do for emotional issues, anxiety, depression, you know, what have you, mental blocks that you have. The energy is, is, is has an, its own intuition and its own flow. It knows where to go. So it knows where you need help, and it will go there.
1: Yeah, very, very,
2: very interesting. I
1: know, it's so <laughs> fascinating. <laughs> I know, I, I just really, like I said, I unfortunately, I don't know we have, I want to, I have so many more questions that people have actually submitted to me, but it's just very interesting. I want to learn more and I give this, this opportunity to others, because like I said, I did, you gave me the opportunity to try it. And I don't know what I went in expecting, to be honest with you. I think because it was called, I think we looked at it as healing energy. I expected actually when I came out of it to be energized, like getting up and going and cleaning my whole house. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest with you, that didn't happen. But what I got from it was so different. It was like I came out with a calmness, like a relaxation, like even like a sense of peace, Yes, it was very different. And like when you just did briefly, when I was there, you put your hand, I think it was your right hand under my right neck and your hand was ice cold. And I mean, it felt good, but it just started because it was ice cold. And then at that almost at that same moment, I felt like a little something in my eye. I wasn't a pressure and it was nothing painful, but I just had a feeling in my eye. Mm-hmm. And then you move to my left cheek and chin, but yet when you touched that, it was warmth. And in that, in my ear, I felt like the pressure, like when you fly. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I had come in with some stomach issues going on and you went down and you touched uh, my feet. And then that, that went away, and I don't remember, I think I must have fallen asleep right at the point that time, because <laughs> I, I don't remember, you know, touching the, the the hips or anything like that, but I remember feeling, when you went to my feet, feeling that. But something that I did notice, too, that I felt, well, I thought was really odd, and, and maybe, I don't know if this is something maybe a lot of people do feel, is... I was comfortable in the room temperature, mm-hmm. but my insides were shivering, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I don't know, I mean, I thought, oh, that's kind of, and I know when I felt the shiver, I mean, you kept telling me relax, but when I know when I felt the <laughs> shiver, I kind of like tensed up, you know, and you would tell me to relax, and I would relax, but I was really surprised and trying to really pay attention to what I was feeling, but I was, I felt warm, I mean, I felt comfortable, but my insides were shivering.
2: Which is very interesting. I don't. I have not personally heard that
1: before. <laughs> of course, <laughs> but yes, you're always different, Roberta, right? That's right. And I got to be different.
2: <laughs> but it is very common to experience different things. And what I really like to stress, though, is you don't have to feel anything for it to work. Like, there's no like you don't have to have like a sign from God or something that this is working. <laughs> but people feel often they feel tingling. So I don't know when you describe shivering, I haven't heard anyone say that. It was a shivering, like a cold shivering, but definitely tingling in the body um, is is very common. And I typically feel a lot of tingling in my hands when I mm. work with people. And to me, that's like the energy, right, flowing through my hands. Mm. And I've had people, um, I had someone when I was working, I think I was working on her head, and, and um, she asked me afterwards, she goes, Did you like slap me a little bit on the thigh? And I was like no and she's like it was so weird she said when you were working on my head it's like i felt like a little tap on my thigh Mm -hmm. and no i mean it wasn't me so i don't know some people you know believe in god some people don't some people believe in spirit guides angels right um some people um sense angels around them um i do believe in god i i um i am a, a a a Christian and I um, pray before I do a session, and I always ask the angels to be with us and to protect us and and to come down with their healing energy. So, yeah, I think anything is is possible. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely know it was not a tingly feeling; it was an actual shiver because I could even, like I said, feel myself, and yeah. then I would want to tense up because I'm like, "What's going on?" But and it wasn't bad at all. I mean, I never felt anything uncomfortable or like I said, I, I know you did t- <laughs> I fell asleep, which surprised me because I wasn't tired, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think I was just able to relax so much yes. that I just let go and, you know, yeah. um, it was, like I said, when I came out of it or when we were finished, I just had I wasn't. I was expecting a different type of energy feeling. Mm-hmm. I think, and that was um, just my inter- interpretation. Right, right. But um, I didn't go home and clean my house. But I was very relaxed, like I said, and it, it felt good. So it was a really mm-hmm. nice session, and I really appreciate. It, and I, I think I want to really look into more. <laughs> but uh, one thing that, that uh, people have actually asked is: since you've been doing this, do you feel like you've become
2: more sensitive to other people's energy fields as well? Oh, that's a good question. Um... Yes and no, I'm, I'm a pretty empathic person, so I've always been sensitive to people's energy in the sense that, and this is another good way to look at energy is, you know when you walk into like a room and people have been arguing and there's, mm-hmm. you just kind of feel something in the air, you know, you're feeling that energy from that argument. And so I've always been really sensitive to that type of feeling. Being very easily affected by other people's feelings and moods and the energy in the room. So yes and no, in that I don't necessarily like come near people and go, bang, whoops, I hit their energy field. <laughs> <laughs> right? Some, some people are much more kinesthetically sensitive than I am, but we all have different gifts. I tend to have maybe more of a sense of knowing. But again, what I tell myself and what I tell other people is, none of that really matters. What matters is that it's the work. And I don't have to see, hear, feel anything for me to know that it's actually working.
1: So I don't necessarily have to come stand next to you and then I'm going to feel that, all that energy, right? <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily. It has to be more of a conscious effort, like you know, being with that person and doing what it is that you do.
2: Yeah. And I, I think, um, but you know, you feel better around some people, I think, than you do around others. And I think that's energy too. Like, I have had people tell me throughout my life that I feel very calming to them. So I do believe that there is something to that, absolutely. And I know that, like, after sessions, like, when I have a session, for example, another way that people often describe it, um, beyond being, like, calm and at peace, is people feel lighter. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard to, like, think, like, what do you mean lighter? Like, what does that mean? But it's, it like, you feel almost like stuff has been lifted from you. And I think that's just a beautiful way to look at it. And there is a technique, actually, that... Um, that to some people gives them a lot more energy and you can use before you clean the house. But <laughs> we could try that
1: one day if you would like. That might be a good idea. I can't early start on my spring cleaning, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so is there anything that you would like to, to for one, how would somebody contact you if they're interested? And also is there anything you would like to leave our, you know, our audience with positive about about this because I was really impressed like I said I went in with an open mind not knowing what to expect but I really did come out of it with wanting people to try it, and I myself would go back and try it to get, do it again.
2: Yeah that's great to hear. <laughs> okay so to reach me if somebody's interested um, my website is my last name it's garapi.com. It's g-a-r-r-e-p R R in peter y you can also type in, uh, I live in Newport Beach, so my website's also known as Jennifer Garapi Newport Beach Reiki Master. So you don't have to remember the whole Jennifer Garapi but if you type in Newport Beach Reiki Master, I believe I will come up. Um, my number is 949-649-3240. And for those of you who don't know how to spell Reiki, which I completely understand, that is R-E-I-K-I. And what I would want to leave people with is really just have an open mind and just try these things, you know. Whether you come to me, you go to somebody else, you try something different. Just don't be so set in your ways that you're not open to other experiences.
1: Yeah, and I agree. And I think coming in with an open mind, um, just you know, let it. Ha- what happens happens, and it's a great way. Like I said, it did a lot of easement for me. So I would even really myself personally. I know we have to be careful and not want to, you know, put a lot out there. But because I did experience it, and I thank you for giving me that opportunity, so I could actually talk about it and understand that I, uh, if somebody were to come to me, I would absolutely recommend that they give it a try. And uh, we will also put your information out there on when we you know, have this on Facebook and the different uh, media that we have as well. But I, I do want to thank, and thank you for spelling Reiki because I was one of those people. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I greatly appreciate that. But thank you for coming today. Oh, thank and, you so much
2: for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Thank
1: yeah, you. And again, like I said, I mean, I was just bombarded with questions and we didn't even get to half of them. So um, maybe we'll have to come back another time and really dive into some of these questions. But I do want to thank you and um, today you know, we always dedicate each episode to somebody or something Mm. but today I really want to just dedicate it to, to looking out, coming into an open mind and trying these different resources and these healing methods because if we can do something and not have to use the medication where it puts us at a disadvantage sometimes where we really can't enjoy our life or our day, this is a different way to look at it and different method maybe I mean I enjoyed it and I came out with a total different experience so I hope people will give it a try and just Um, dedicate today to having an open mind. Mm, love that. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Well, there you have it. We hope you have an open mind to coming back each and every week as we try and openly discuss the various ways people live hope, find hope inspiration, education for those living with pancreatic cancer specifically, sharing the real life stories of those really affected and all the things they do to deal with it on a daily basis. And if you're dealing with something you need some help right now, there are, of course, patient services available. You can call number 877-2-PANCAN. That's 877 pancan for the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network others well out there hirschberg foundation others find some help in your vicinity and then share with them what you've learned so we can all learn from each other thanks so much for joining us for the oc talk radio network i'm paul roberts inviting you to come back thanking you for joining us and hoping you'll tune into some of the other shows here as we stream live from the university of california irvine's Beal applied innovation center